happy, happy Tuesday, and welcome back for another episode. If not now, when? Today, oh my God, I have such an honor. I'm so excited to introduce today our special guest. We got Kulan Double George on the call with us.、Uh, she is a founder and CEO for Lamar. And Kulan, she is from far, far east. She's from Mongolia today. Uh, she actually grew up in Germany, but then she studied in Switzerland, in France, and finished her master's degree in Columbia University in New York City. She really is a world traveler. Today, she's an entrepreneur, my friend. She is public speaker and mentor who found her business, The Natural Essentials, 2014.、Uh, she started Mongolia's first ever organic skincare, named Lamar. A social startup with the intention to produce the healthy and quality lifestyle skincare product.、Uh, today, she want to share the philosophy of not only loving yourself but also loving the environment with environmental friendly approach to a product to a design. And ever since the beginning, my friend Kulan have always focusing on giving back to society and empowering the youth and women. She also is a founder of. Finding your passion program that provides teenager the skills and mindset to help them find the inner passion and help them get ready for the beautiful world.、Um, oh my God, she today is a name entrepreneur of the year of Asia Pacific 2016, entrepreneur of year in Mongolia 2017, Forbes 30 Under 30 Mongolia Women's of the Year 2017. Young professional of the year 2017 and the most responsible SME Asia 2016 in Singapore. With that, everybody, I am just so pumped, so excited, and thank you so much, Kulan, for joining us. And welcome to the show. Hello, everybody. <laughs> so happy to be here. Thank you so much. Of course, thank you so much for spending time with us, Kulan. Your experience is so inspiring. So, you know, tell us how does all the journey get started? How did you grow up in you know Mongolia and then travel all around the world? Tell us about that. Yes, so I always say I'm a true nomad、um, because I have been traveling all my life.、Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, because of family reasons. So my father used to work for the embassy. Wow. In Germany, so that's why we were always、um, traveling back and forth.、Um, but yeah, I grew up in Germany.、Um, I, I was in Switzerland as well. I was in France as well, and then later on, I did my master's degree in、um, the United States, and finally came back in 2012 to Mongolia. Wow! And I want to ask you, how does that world travel experience shape who you are today as an entrepreneur? Is An incredible, successful businesswoman. How does that shape who you are?、Um, well, obviously, my past has been,、um, you know, a lot has had a lot of influence of、uh, on who I am today.、Um, I think because traveling really、um, gave me the opportunity to widen my horizon and to learn from all the different cultures、um, and really. Also incorporate who I am as a person. So when I was, you know, living in Germany,、uh, 
Um, I had a, you know, identity crisis. I was like, am I German? Am I Mongolian? But then I was back in Mongolia and I was like, am I Mongolian or am I actually somebody else? But then along the way, um, I realized that it's really about who I am as a person and what I want to achieve with my own life and, and how I am with other people, how I treat them, um, you know, whether I'm good at school, etc. So I think all these things um, really helped me to, to, to be really um, honest about myself because as an entrepreneur, you have to be really true and honest to yourself, you know, because obviously you're alone starting something unique and for a long time you'll be alone. Um, so it was, I think, that moment when I started my business, um, I, I didn't feel alone because, you know, I, I have been traveling all my life, you know, I, I was all over, but then I was always alone. So I think it really gave me the confidence to, to be true to myself. That is so beautiful, Kulan. And you mentioned this, you talk about, you always wonder what you want to become, what, what impact you want to create. I want to ask you, what impact do you want to create? Who are you? What is Kulan after all the years? And do you always knew what you wanted to do in life? No, I didn't. I did not know what I wanted to do. Um, obviously, when I was in high school, my main uh, focus was just to get a good job, um, to get good salary, to make my, my parents proud. Um, along the way, um, because, you know, I had this identity of being Mongolian, I always wanted to be part of an international organization. So part like of something much greater. Mm -hmm. And then I actually got accepted to um, Columbia University with the scholarship, mm -hmm. as well as for an internship at the UN, which may basically made my dream come true. I was, I was, you know, a student and I was at the UN and it was my first time actually in, in the States. So I was pretty shocked, you know, like the first time, um, when I was in New York, I was literally just standing there and like looking at the crowd because it was just so exciting for me. Um, and when I was doing my internship, I, I just realized that it's not really me because I'm really fast paced and I, I, I love creativity, etc. And um, after, you know, realizing that about myself, I was like, okay, so what do I really want to achieve? And I think the, the main kind of um, impact was Columbia University because when I was there, I was one of the youngest mm -hmm. because I was just like 20 something and everybody else, um, because it was a master's degree, was so professional, was already in their 30s, 40s, was like doing amazing things, wow. you know, all all over the world. And I think that was the starting point when I was like, I thought I was doing amazing things, but then just for myself. And that was kind of the ticking point. Okay, amazing, being, being you know, like amazing just means the amount of impact, positive impact you have in on people, you know? So I think that was kind of the starting point where I really wanted to um, give back to society, but in a very kind of sustainable way. Mm -hmm. And that's when I um, really, started to focus on renewable energy and just like sustainable mm -hmm. development. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of the, the starting point of okay, the impact I, I really want to achieve in my life mm -hmm. is really to create something mm -hmm. 
for our children, for their children, for something sustainable, you know? So that was kind of the, the real turning point of my life. Mm -hmm. Why the sustainable subject and conversation is important to you, Kola? I guess um, sustainability is really important to me because, um, you know, everything we do now will have an impact on our future. So even as a as a private person, a lot of people say, "Oh, I'm just, you know, like one person. Like what I what I do doesn't make an impact on the world." But everything you do actually makes an impact on the world, you know. So I think the realization of that really leads to like one step up to the other, and it's kind of like a snowball effect. So um, the reason why sustainability is key is because at that time when I was at Columbia University, I was really thinking about climate change a lot mm -hmm. and thinking about how things were being affected because of things, you know, mankind has mm -hmm. been doing in, in, in the, in the um, you know, belief that we are developing. But then we only have one, one, one world, like one earth. Um, and I truly believe that we are um, kind of visitors to this mm -hmm. earth and we should be actually taking care of mother nature and you know it has been kind of the other way around mother nature has been taking care of us so i truly believe we're we're visitors and we should pay respect and we should really focus on every single action we do even if if it's just one person so that was kind of mm -hmm. the tip that created you know all this like okay what next what next and and everything i do has an impact on even you know somebody else on earth so there was once you kind of uh, think about it i think there's no turning back you really realize that you as one person have such a huge impact on this world wow so beautiful kulan you are just such i have such a beautiful heart i really really love that 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 insight and now I'm going to pivot to entrepreneurship. And from that moment, you're thinking about sustainability, think about environmental change. And what point you realize you want to start on your own business? How does that conversation, how does that pivot happen? So I came back to Mongolia in 2012 to work for one of the largest group companies in Mongolia, mm -hmm. uh, which at that time was building Mongolia's um, huge wind and solar park in the in the South Kobe Desert. So there was a huge project. I was I was a project, um, you know, I was in the middle of the project. I had a very good salary. Um, but then I started to have allergies for the first time in my life because, you know, Mongolia is one of the harshest uh, climates in the world and our mm -hmm. capital city is one of the harshest uh, capital cities in the world because it can get to uh, plus 30 degrees Celsius in the summer to minus 30 degrees Celsius in the winter, right? Oh so it's gosh. like crazy up and down. And um, that was kind of the starting point of, of Lamour because I, I started to have allergy and then the doctors were advising me to use very mild natural skincare, which at that time I couldn't find. Mm -hmm. So. I was like, Mongolia, the land of the blue sky, which has all these amazing ingredients, doesn't have any natural skincare. Mm -hmm. And that was just like, I was like, why? And it, you know, it just started to become like, I was researching about it. And then it, it started to become a passion of mine. And then I was starting to take um, online courses um, 
of a of a school called Formula Botanica, which is actually really one of the only schools based on on um, organic skincare formulations. So I was doing things at home, you know, I was like doing bath bombs at home and soap at home. And I really loved it. And then I was giving it to people and people were like, what is this? You know, like it's, it's a bath bomb and you made it. And I, they're like, nobody really understood what it is. And I was like, it's really unique because I made it with Mongolian ingredients. People really like it. And I could use it myself being somebody who has allergies and, and skin problems, you know. So that was kind of like, okay, there's a problem and I can solve it with my abilities. So why not just start doing it? That is so beautiful. I love that you're really coming from the place where, you know, you want to solve your own problem and then you start realizing, wow, that's such a beautiful product, beautiful ingredients you want to share with the world. And I want to ask you, in this process of you kind of just exploring online on yourself, making a bath bomb on your home, what point you realize, oh, damn, this is a business. What point you realize you're going to step into the entrepreneur world and making this a business globally. That is still a, dis you know, the difference is there, right? So how do you, when you realize that? Well, when I first started, um, first of all, uh, the, even the word entrepreneur was not even used in Mongolia because Mongolia was heavily focusing on huge, you know, like um, mining projects. And at that time, all the people were just like um, wanting to be part of, of the huge project. So when I first started, obviously, nobody in my family had ever done business, first of all. Second of all, nobody had ever done manufacturing. And third of all, nobody had ever started a business from scratch. So everybody was kind of pretty shocked when I was telling them I want to create my own business um, and, and do lip bonds and bath bonds and stuff like that. And when I was telling that to business people, everybody was just like shaking their head and saying, you came all the way from an Ivy League American school. You graduated in this huge, you know, degree um, in sustainability and you want to do lip bombs. And I was like, yes. And everybody told me, no, nobody will understand. Nobody will accept it. You know, like people don't even understand organic food. Why would they even care about organic skincare? Like who cares about it? Blah, blah, blah. And I think for me, it was, so people always say, oh, you changed everything. Like you, from renewable energy, sustainable development to organic skincare. But then for me, I think it's the same because it's just at the end of the day, um, the means to the end are just a bit different, but the end is still same sustainability. So organic skincare uses what we have above, you know, like what nature gives us. So we, for example, use Mongolian sea buckthorn, we use Mongolian yak's milk, we use a rosehip, nettle, everything that nature gives us, and then we make sustainable products which then leads to sustainable production manufacturing and then sustainable and environmentally friendly products which is exactly the same like renewable energy because renewable energy uses wind solar exactly what nature gives us and then makes sustainable energy out of it so for me it's exactly the same it's just the product that i use which is a bit different so that's why from the start i mean i never really like imagined it to be what it is now but I always kind of 
believe that I will definitely solve people's problems problems with with these products. So let me ask you this, Kulan. At the beginning, when you had this idea, having this passion, everybody tell you no. Everybody tell you that's crazy. Will you out of your mind? This is no one gonna accept you. How do you having that heart, having that courage to say, you know what? This is why I called to do. I'm gonna follow it through. How are you able to let go of the voice and really stay true to yourself and really follow it through your true passion? I think. Um, as I mentioned in the in the beginning, it really has to do with my past because um, you know I've been actually living alone since I was fifteen. So I was like at a boarding school, um, so I was away from my parents, and I I was working at that time because I couldn't pay for my high school. So I need I had to work off for a year and a half to pay for my tuition fees, wow. and I think that was that was kind of the point where I really understood that it's me who has to take care of me and i have to make it happen in order to really you know like achieve what i wanted to achieve so so i was basically when i was like i think 17 18 i was working to pay for my tuition fees i was getting no salary all the salary i had was was giving to my school so um i think from from that moment on i just realized again that i need to make it happen and nobody is gonna help me, and no, but I I don't need to depend on people because I can make it happen, and I did finish my tuitions and I paid everything off, and you know, like I managed to do it because I was like doing bakery, I was selling bread, I was I was helping with essays, I was teaching German, and uh, like literally crazy many things at the same time. Wow. Um, so I think that's why I really. Um, realize that you know I don't need to ask people for permission to you know just do what I wanted to do yeah. so obviously I wanted to, to get advice which I didn't get but then I was like okay fine then I'll just you know try it and then I think I, I thought at that time I'm still young because I was like 20 um, how old was I 27 I think um, and I was like, I'm, I'm still pretty young if I fail. I mean, I graduated from Colombia. I did all these things. I can still manage to get a job somewhere. But then what if I succeed? You know, I think that was kind of the question I had for myself. I love that. And of course, we can always think about, you know, what if we fail? But I think oftentimes people forget, what about the best scenario? What if we succeed? And I think, you know, really holding that vision, holding that that side, what that really gonna be like, and really enable you to come this far. This is so beautiful. I wanna ask you about along the journey, do you ever afraid? Sounds like you know whether it's you are 15 years old in the German trying to hustle multiple jobs, paying for high school, to the way the entrepreneurship where you had to hustle yourself without anyone's sort of you know supporting really at the beginning, right? Were you ever afraid? Was it? Do we always just this bold and just go after what you want? Well, I was really afraid, and I still am because obviously, um, being an entrepreneur, and then um, kind of, I think it, it, it's really different. So the stages are really different, but I think the stages globally are the same for all the entrepreneurs. So 
at the beginning when you're at, so I was like for one year alone at home. I was just doing my planning and just doing random bath bombs in my kitchen and stuff like that. I think that was the time when I was not afraid. I was dreaming, you know, I had all these amazing like visions and I was like, next year I'm going to earn money and blah, 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 and all these things. But then the first moment when you have an employee, basically somebody in your team, and you have to pay the bills and you have to give salary, I think that's the moment when you get really scared because it's your responsibility. And obviously as an entrepreneur, it's all on you. You have to make the marketing. You have to, like I was doing, at the beginning I was doing the product, I was doing the delivery, I was, you know, I was doing the, um, you know, Facebook social media pages, I was doing emails, I was doing phone calls, like everything. And I think that was kind of the moment where I got really scared. And I was really scared, I think, in my first year because, you know, there was, Mongolia is a developing country, right? So there was no lip balm ever made in Mongolia because, as I mentioned, Mongolia didn't care about such little things. Everybody was into mining and mining boom and, you know, big projects. So doing something that nobody had ever done before, I was really, really scared. And every day I was just like working and working and working. So Friday nights when all my friends went out, I was working. Saturday morning when all my friends were sleeping, I was working. Sunday when everybody was relaxing, I was working. And I think it just like drove me, um, you know, to my ambitions. I was like, okay, since it's only me, I have to depend on myself, so I will just work and try to make it happen. And even if I'm afraid, I'll just try. Because I think I have a good purpose. I think I have a vision. Um, my, my product works. Um, you know, I have that knowledge to it. It's not that I'm just making something up and, and there's a problem that needs to be solved. So I think these little things were always like, you know, every time I was scared, I was telling myself, okay, you have to reach the vision. You're scared today, but tomorrow is a new day, you know? So I think it's, it's always this balance of scared, calming down, scared, calming down. Wow. So as you're saying that, I just have so much, you know, goosebumps and just over my body because it's so beautiful and how you're able to facing the, the, the fear and yet still holding a vision, holding a faith and really choose to believe. And like you said, if today's not a great day, well, tomorrow is a brand new day. And I love that you're just really able to hold yourself true to who you are what you want and every step along the way become that person which is so inspiring okay so now let's talk about entrepreneurship right this moment you have an idea you have a vision you're starting you roll out your sleeve you start making the you know the beautiful lip balms all the beautiful products and as you're starting the entrepreneur journey is this everything you ever imagined or is this something surprise you along the way what is hardest thing you felt you have to do on the whole journey um, well, I mean, it's been seven years, and to be honest, I, I don't even realize it's seven years. I feel like it's just like two years or something. Um, but as I mentioned, I think um, I think at the end of the day, every single entrepreneur goes through the same journey, right? So at the beginning, there's so much anxiety, there's so much uncertainty. 
but it's fun because it's just you and like maybe two or three other people and it's fun because you're so happy about earning maybe ten dollars and twenty dollars i mean when i had my first sale like when i had like my first fifty dollars or something in my in my bank account i was so so happy and i was like this is it i'm so like you know like successful but then obviously as i mentioned it's it's always up and down because the bigger you get the more responsibilities you have the the smarter you have to be the bolder you have to be so it's it's i think it's really the, every single stage of entrepreneurship makes you you know like change who you are so i think that entrepreneurship really changed me in a, such a you know like vast amount like to a limit where i didn't even know like those exist and to like it's just you know sky's the limit basically um i changed like so many things about myself because along the way the first year when i had seven people the second year i had 15 people i already had to change my mindset to to become a greater leader then we started having stores then we started you know like exporting then we started to have like much more you know greater visibility around the world and every time um i had to tell myself okay you're yo- you're pretty young you're inexperienced you have no idea what you're doing that's why you have to be wiser and smarter and you have to be fast and you have to adapt uh, to the world and you have to you know learn skills you have to change your yeah like disabilities you know you have to strengthen your abilities so i think for me it was really this life journey of growing together with my company wow it's so beautiful to see how you have such an intention about who you are and the journey you took and who you're becoming today which is really beautiful um but what is the hardest thing? Do you think it's a people management piece? Is it leadership? Is it changing quickly? Is it adapting the global environment? What do you think is the hardest thing you have done or you know you have overcome become who you are today? I think at the end of the day, for me, the hardest thing is people, you know, because at the at the end of the day, business, even though like you know, you learn about it in books, you 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 hear it in in blog blogs and blogs and all these things. It's just human to human, right? A human starts a business and it's for another human. You employ humans and you are human yourself. So I think those psychological parts are really the most challenging because. Um, employing people is is not is not an easy job. Um, it it comes with a lot of responsibility because people connect their lives with you, right? So um, I, I said this year it's our seven year anniversary, and I have, for example, actually today I was thinking about how I can give back to those people because especially in my production, um, almost every single person in my production has been with me from the start and they will be with me until you know there needs to be um some kind of change to it so today for example i was thinking about it uh really deeply because you know 
you you do your daily uh, work and and days just pass by really quickly. But then when you step back and you really take a look at it, you realize I changed these people's lives and these people changed my life because they connected their life with me and they they trust me, they believe in me, and they they really want to be part of the vision. So I think that has been truly the the most difficult thing to really focus on the humans you know the customer humans the the team humans you as a human so it's really those psychological things that you as a leader need to be aware of need to be very very focused and need to understand quickly and and need to have a very good gut feeling about Oh my god, Kulan, you are just such an incredible compassionate leaders. I can totally see why your team are just so happy, you know, be part of the team with you from the beginning and until today. And I think that internet intentional, that really personal touch, that that thoughtful that you have put out to yourself, to the company, to the community you cultivate is really, really essential to who you are today, to the success you have, which is amazing. And I wanted to ask you um, no, now seven years in the journey, right? You know, today you are very successful. The business is really successful. Become more and more global presence. And you and me know this, Kula. You know, any startup, the statistics of any startup to be successful is pretty low. It's very low. I want to ask you, what made you successful? What made you leading the business from the beginning to quote unquote? You say you did not know what you're doing, but you're having a vision to today coming seven years in the journey, which is long long journey home right what made you stand out compared to other startups so i believe that um a vision is is really the key because um you know the road in itself is difficult it's hard you have bumps you know you fall you you stand up you fall again but then every time when you think about your vision you understand there's a long way to go so once you kind of understand that, you tell yourself, okay, every challenge along the way, everything I have to go through is just a lesson I need to learn in order to eventually one day reach that vision. And once I think I had that mindset, um, I think it was like a, around three years into the business. The first three years, I was always like, why is this happening to me, you know? I mean, we had robbery, um, we had flooding in the factory. So like there was water until the knees. Um, I had people work for me who kind of, you know, went off and copied the product and just kind of did the same thing and stuff like that. But, um, and obviously because I'm, I'm working in a developing country, it's just very, very tough. I need to even, you know, help write the laws in order to create the laws, right? So. Along the first three years, I was always like, why is this happening to me? Like, I'm so sad and, you know, I'm so depressed and I'm so lonely and blah, 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 all these things. But then I think in, into three years, so after three years, I was like, every time something happens, I learn from it. And if I learn from it, actually, I become much better. So at one point, I just started to be really, really calm. Um, because first of all, this is my responsibility as a leader. I have to be calm. You know, I cannot go crazy in front of my team. And second of all, I started really changing my mind and, and telling myself, 
if I can go through this challenge, then I can be stronger and I can be smarter. And then basically I will grow myself. And ever since that point, to be honest, I started to be really, really calm. I started to be really, really focused. Um, and even if like something crazy happens, I just tell myself it's a lesson I need to go through in order to reach my bigger goal and in order to, you know, gain happiness and, and just, you know, gain all the things I was dreaming of. And this is my responsibility towards my team and it's my responsibility towards my customers. And now it's even my responsibility towards my country. You know, obviously my country really looks forward in, in, in us succeeding because it gives many young people um, inspiration because as I mentioned, I just started from home, you know. So once you tell yourself it's your responsibility, you have to go through it and you have to learn all those lessons and grow and just kind of deal with it, I think um, you get much more calm and, and relaxed. Wow. So beautiful, Kulan. Really beautiful. I can see how you become such an incredible leader today and really taking that responsibility and really recognizing is your lesson to learn is a path for you to create a bigger success, bigger happiness along the journey and really taking that taking that in rather than the victim mentality can really help you pivot. And I think that mindset is enable you to come this far. And you talk about uh, help you achieve the greater happiness one day. I'm going to ask you, what does happiness mean for you? What do you want to achieve? Um, well, obviously, the more I think you grow and the more you do, you realize you can achieve much more and you can do even much more. So when I first started, I, I just thought I'm going to do products and I'm going to sell them and I'm going to help people skin. Along the way, I realized I can be much, much more, you know, bigger than that. I can achieve much more greater things. And I think you don't know until you actually do it and you don't know until you actually achieve it. And every time, obviously, goals are just, you know, things you set up for yourself. But then I realized for myself that for me, happiness is, first of all, um, you know, like, Every time, especially with my team, I think I get really happy if I promise them something and I'm able to deliver. So that really makes me happy, which then led to, you know, I'm really happy if I make other people happy. So lately I, I was thinking for me, it's, it's really, I'm really happy if what I do, even if it's just a small thing, makes somebody else happy. Oh my God, Ch so changes, beautiful. Changes kind of uh, makes, like, makes a positive impact on them. So beautiful. I heard a saying somewhere said that when you look at happiness everywhere, you can't find it. When you look inside, you can't find it. But when you look at happiness in others, that's how you find it. The way to find happiness is give other people the joy, the happy, the presence, the energy. And that's how you have happiness, which is so beautiful, Seth. And thank you. Um, oh my God, your story is so, so beautiful. And I want to ask you, 
Today, what is important to you? Today, you have come along the journey, right? Seven years, you have done the impossible. You prove so many people wrong. You start at home, right? You build a business in a global scale. And what is important to you? What do you want to accomplish next? Um, well, as I mentioned, as time goes by, my, my goals and my dreams um, get bigger and bigger and bigger. But my vision has never really changed. So my vision at the end of the day is to really um, create something globally that can change people's skin, um, but not only people's skin, but also people's mindset into something positive and beautiful, right? So my philosophy um, has been Lamour's philosophy because obviously I'm the founder and it really mirrors who I am, my brand mirrors who I am. Um, so the vision itself is just basically um, sharing the philosophy of loving yourself, loving others, and loving the environment. And I think that's what I want to achieve and that's what makes me happy at the end of the day because you have to align your personal vision with your company's vision, right? And only if you can align these two and and really, you know, like internalize these two, I think that's when you get really happy. And I think a lot of people are unhappy because they have a personal vision and then they work or do something that has nothing to do with their personal vision. And it really creates this imbalance and distress and anxiety. So um, lately I have been kind of very, very relaxed. Um, because, you know, I think I am internalizing what I want to achieve already. And I'm not like anxious, like one day I will get there. I know I'm already through my actions today. I'm partly doing it already. So um, why chase tomorrow if you can actually, you know, do something today? And so that's kind of my, my focus. Every day I try to achieve something, which you know, it's kind of like a puzzle piece working towards the greater vision. And every day, even if I'm relaxing, it's for the greater vision. It's because I need to be healthy as well. So I I think before when I just started, I was always worried because I was not living in now. I was like, oh, what if I, you know, don't do this? And what if I do that? Oh, yesterday I did this and yesterday I did that. When I was at work, I was like, worried that I'm not, you know, having much fun time. And when I'm having fun time, I was worried I'm, I have to do my job. But now it's like, I think ever since I already um, also had, had my own family and, and a baby, now I really try to focus on if I'm at work, I'm the most productive, the most efficient. I don't procrastinate. Um, I just really focus on work. And if I'm at home, I just really focus on home and cherish the moment and spend time with my family and, you know, just like um, cherish the little things and and not wor worry about my my work. So I really um, started to, um, as, a, as especially as, as somebody who has multiple companies as well, I started to, you know, switch my mind and, and I started to not making myself anxious that much. I think you're on mute. Um, thank you. <laughs> 
I want to ask, how do you even pivot though? Because it, you said it so beautifully. You know, usually the first time entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs who are relatively early in the journey, right? He or she usually think about, oh my God, tomorrow, I'm a little bit anxious, right? How do you able to change that, that energy to everything I want already here? I'm already in my path. Like that is a very intentional shift and really shifting from do, do, do the push energy to relax and really knowing every step you are building the future. How do you ever shift that? And what advice you will give to other young entrepreneurs who maybe right now trying to figure out that balance and want to do what you do? Um, as I mentioned, I think every entrepreneur globally, it doesn't matter what kind of business you have, um, goes through the same stages. So obviously when you start, you have to do everything yourself because you're the only person that understands the vision and that has the vision. and. Um, your first team members are just kind of following you. Mm. So you really have to do everything yourself and that's reality and it sucks, mm. but that's just part of life. But then the more you grow, and as I mentioned, when you start having those responsibilities of paying salary, paying taxes, paying rent, you know, changing your, your packaging, uh, making your product better, having your customers, having the first feedback, um, the more you grow, the more bigger I think you have to to think, right? Mm -hmm. If I would be now seven years into my business and I, if I would still try to control the production, still try to control, control HR, try to do taxes, I mean, I would go crazy. <laughs> and basically that I think was the point when I realized the bigger my company gets, the more I have to relax and try to trust others to create a team that trusts me, that I trust back, and that really, you know, all of them work together as a team towards the vision and really try to focus on scaling up and creating processes and standards and just, you know, procedures so that the company doesn't depend on me as, as one single person anymore, but really has a solid ground mm -hmm. so that it, it can exist without me. And I think that's really, really important in terms of success or failure of startups, because obviously mm -hmm. I read a lot about startups and entrepreneurs and why certain startups fail. And I think that that was kind of one of the key, um, you know, reasons why a lot of startups fail is because the founder, obviously it's, it's a baby. I always call them more um, my first baby, my first child, because it's it's your heart, it's your vision, it's your heart. But you have to realize it's not just about you anymore. You know, it's much bigger than you. It it has outgrown you, and you have to let it go. In in terms of, you know, not taking care of the details, but just being the visionary mindset behind it, and just guiding the people. So now my team comes up with all the things. And I just meet them once a week and I tell them, good job, go ahead. You can just do whatever you feel like. And, you know, as long as it's within, obviously, the, the branding and, and the vision. And they just do it. And I was really, really happy because they were so successful um, for International Women's Day without me. I didn't even, you know, you know, take part in the, in the, in the process that much. And I was really, really happy because now I can focus on greater things, how to scale my company, how to take it global, how to, you know, like come up with new things and your mind is free. So I think that's really one of the key things that founders need to take care 
Mm-hmm. So just let it go. Let the business outgrow you. Mm-hmm. Trust the team. Trust the vision and just kind of like letting it be and, and just being more of the guidance. Because, I mean, once you're five years into it, it means you're successful. I mean, it means you have customers. It means somebody is willing to, you know, buy for your service or product. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. And Kula, I know now reflect by the seven-year journey you have on Bark. I'm curious, you know, if, if you had this magic wand, would you change anything along the way? Or any advice you will share with your younger self? I mean, obviously, when I look back, I did so many mistakes. I, I, I had so many problems, which just kind of uh, created all this uh, craziness within within my journey. But as I mentioned again, I, I'm I'm to be honest, not not even one like you know day depressed about it because. <laughs> Because I had all this craziness, because I'm, you know, like an entrepreneur in a crazy developing countries, I'm doing things nobody understands. I'm doing things nobody even heard of or understands or just even, you know, like believes in. That's, I think, the reason why I am who I am, because, you know, it all made me grow. It all made me see things that other people didn't see. It made me um, go through challenges other people didn't have to go through. And, you know, as as they say, I think, I think it was Elon Musk or somebody said, the salary and the position you earn is about the bigger problems you solve. So if you want to be a leader, if you want to be a CEO, you know, a lot of people dream about being a boss and being uh, whoever, the more you have in life, the greater the responsibility. So if you really want to be a boss, then you have to also understand you have to, you're the one that has to deal with the biggest problem, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of the, the the understanding that a lot of people don't have, they want to be the boss, but they don't want to go through the challenges. Mm-hmm. They want to be like a CEO, but then they don't want to handle the big issues, right? Mm-hmm. So, for me, I don't think I would ever change anything because every single problem I had, every single challenge I faced, even if it was just, you know, sometimes like out of a movie, it really, really, really helped me become a much, much, you know, complex minded, problem solving, issue solving person. Wow. So beautiful. I really, really love that insight, Kulam. And I want to ask you the last question. So today for entrepreneurs who are watching, who maybe are one big entrepreneur one day, who maybe are uh, this woman who thinks one day she's gonna do, she's gonna follow your footsteps as well. What advice, what what suggestion you will share with her or him who maybe, you know, right now start thinking about the idea, but maybe have something hold them back, maybe not fully ready yet, maybe have not started the first step yet. What would you say to her or him regarding the journey? Um, so I would never lie and say it's easy. Um, it's actually much more difficult than just having a nine to five job and receiving salary and going home and, and just, you know, doing whatever you want and not thinking about work. Um, but then if you really, really, really are that kind of person, meaning you are a problem solver, you are a creative person, you, you know, you want to change the world, you want to do all these 
new things, then I mean, go for it because we only live once. Um, we're all unique. And if you really want to do something and you think that you have, um, you know, the solution to a certain kind of problem, then you have to go for it because the world is full of problems and we need more problem solvers. So um, you have to think, and that's what I tell a lot of people, you know, just having a good idea or just having a nice idea is not enough. It has to really create an impact on somebody's life. So as long as it does that, then it means you have one person in this world who would, you know, like who would be interested and having one person, it means you have a lot of other people as well. And once you really realize, okay, what I'm doing is affecting other people's life, then go for it. Understand it's difficult, but understand the more difficult things you solve and the more complex issues you face and you can get over. It just means you're, you're amazing and you're just, you know, you're, you're doing amazing things and nobody has to understand you. I mean, they don't even have to give you permission because they don't know what you were trying to do. And I think, as I mentioned, um, it's really, really important to align your personal vision, you know, your life personal vision and that of your work. And as long as these two are combined, um, you're, you're really, really, you will be really happy because once personal vision and, and work vision are the same, all these challenges, all these little things don't really matter anymore. That's basically what happened to me. So really my advice is listen to your personal vision and, and what you really want to do. Align that with your work vision and just go for it because obviously if you fail, that's fine. You can get any job anyways. It's, it's, it's not a bad thing. But then what if you succeed? You know, that's question what if you succeed which you never know until you do, you try it wow what if you succeed will we all succeed i love that question so much because we are so trained to worry about all those things could be wrong but hey yeah all those things could could be wrong could be right and i just love that vision and you know cool we really want to just really honor really want to honor you we really want to thank you your presence your insight and you're such a beautiful, incredible, heart-centered businesswoman. And I can totally understand why you're on this journey, the impact you are making, and you, your perseverance, your bold, your courage, your, your presence is so, so inspiring. So I really want to thank you for sharing your journey with thank us you. all today. I know you are on your journey to create something even bigger. The whole world is ready for you. And so thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, and thank you everybody for tuning in. I really hope you enjoy this as much as I do. And have a magical day, everybody. I will see you guys next week. <laughs>